Going to a party in a cowboy Boom, boom. So, so, swinging to the band and arrow. Boom, boom. See you back there. Do, 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 do. Let's boom, rock. Boom, boom. Okay. No one goes, let's rock. I don't know if you know how this song goes. I don't think you know how this song goes. Welcome to Covered by Crave the Sound. This is a podcast where we're going to talk about the biggest songs and their covers by the biggest artists. Today, we're going to be talking about Elvis Presley's Jailhouse Rock, which originally came out in 1957 and was the fifth biggest single of his career. We all know the song. And in preparation, I am in my classic Fat Elvis outfit. That's right. (laughs) All six and a half chest hairs are popping right Mm -hmm. now. If you can't see it, go look at that picture from Fat Elvis and his (laughs) Vegas show. Oh, is it Hawaii? Hawaii. Go look at Fat Elvis in, in his Hawaii show. And that is exactly what I look like right now. <laughs> and uh, we're your hosts, Kiara and Jimmy. And this is covered. This is covered. Now, <laughs> to kick off this, I I just wanted to say, what an inaccurate depiction of what jail is like. Singing and dancing is not high up on the priority list for inmates. I mean, come on. They have to have hobbies. Like, they got to have some fun. Look, I, I watch Scared Straight, and I'm not seeing a trombone anywhere. Oh, come on. They have to have trombones in jail. I know they have prison shanks. <laughs> that and slippery soap. Jimmy. <laughs> uh, so some big artists have covered this song. It's kind of like a rock staple. Like, I feel like if you're a rock band, you kind of got to cover it. Well, you know, it's one of those songs where everybody knows. And there's and you only you only get one of those kind of songs with Elvis. There's like Elvis and Michael Jackson, maybe right. Prince or Queen. Actually, Queen covered this. We'll be talking about them later. Now... Jailhouse Rock, I think, holds up. You know, there's not a lot of songs out there that hold up like Jailhouse Rock does. Especially oldies, you know, stuff that my grandma would listen to. Right, Stuff right. that my aunt listens to, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, but this one holds up. And you can tell, you know, it's a little dated. But the groove is there. The groove is there. Absolutely. And that's something that doesn't die out. If a song that really makes you get into it, that lasts. And firstly, when I think of Elvis, Jailhouse Rock is probably the first song that comes to mind. And, you know, the covers that we're going to talk about, they're good. I do, they're the might e- They might even be on par with the original song, but they're definitely not The original. Better. They yeah. are not better. Absolutely. And there's instances where, you know, you have covers that are better. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think the thing is, if you're going to cover a song, you're almost taking a risk because mm. it's already been done. Everyone already knows it. And so you have to bring something to the table if you're going to be covering it. Because, like, I personally don't want to hear someone else just sing the a song. Thing. Yeah, like, I, like yeah. I don't want to rehear that. I will just listen to the original. So I think if you are going to cover a song, you have to take some risks. And a few bands that we're going to talk about today do that. But a few of them kind of fall flat for me, personally. Mm, yeah. So let's get into it. So kicking off, we're going to talk about arguably their biggest cover... Um, a lot of people know about this one uh, from Motley Crue. Now, Motley Crue did this in a live performance, eventually made it onto an album, uh, the Girls, Girls, Girls album, released in 1987. And, well, it's it's Motley, you know, it's definitely, the crew. Definitely Motley, for sure. No, I think they have a very unique take on it. I really like, because it's, it's not just like a cover. You don't listen to it and you're like, oh, this band is just covering Jailhouse Rock. It's like, oh, this is Motley Crue. Yeah, doing jailhouse rock, like no. you can tell. Yeah, they're in, they're in your face. You mm-hmm. know, they're getting the crowd in it, which I appreciate. 
You know, Definitely. I really like it when they get a crowd, especially maybe not in like a album, but on a live performance. A live recording, you know, yeah. It makes you want to have a time machine, you know, go <laughs> yeah. back and see this. There's one point in the song where they, uh, you know, they... Hey! And then they get the crowd going, hey! hey. Yeah. And it just sounds great. And they, they kind of change up the song, and I'm okay with it. it. I mean, it's not a direct cover, mm-hmm. per se. But, you know, the base of the song is there, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, they definitely play around with the timing a little bit, but it just works. It's it's not just a direct rendition of the original, but it works so well. It's sped up, and you're definitely listening to it, and you're like, this is great. These guys are definitely on cocaine. It sounds awesome. And Absolutely. I, I wonder what fans now think of Molly Crew, because they, they are not, you know, the same that they were back in the day. <laughs> Could you expand on that? <laughs> I would uh, I would say Vince Neil is not the same as he was back in the day in that he might have gained 150 pounds <laughs> and he can't sing anymore. Right. All respect to him. You know, if you're a rock star and you make it past, what, 23, 27? 27, 27, 27, 27. Uh, Hats off to you. Do what you want. You know, yeah, at that point, <laughs> at that point, you're kind of free reign to but really do anything. Maybe he could have laid off the Big Macs oh just a little bit, just a little bit. No, you want to talk about a rock like rock stars that have lasted into their 70s? Well, for the most part, um, I kind of want to get into the ZZ Top cover. Mm. Um, I would like to start off by saying, Rest in peace, Dusty Hill. Yes, he absolutely passed, he passed earlier this year. Yep, a terrible loss to the rock community. That is oh, yeah, heartbreaking. Probably one of my favorite bassists of all time. Like, so incredibly good but they did in fact cover the song um 1975 on their fandango album and speaking of dusty carries it his vocals absolutely amazing. no you can tell uh he really puts his heart and soul into this song and this is because growing up big elvis fan he, uh in his documentary in the zz top documentary that's on netflix he talks about it a little bit jailhouse rock is one of his favorite songs he performed it up until his death and you can tell he's putting his heart into this song uh, he is just belting the Absolutely. whole time Absolutely. and it sounds great it's got that funky bluesy rock country vibe mm-hmm. just that exact thing that embodies zz top Absolutely. as a whole Absolutely. Yeah, the the love, the a the love of performing and b like the love of Elvis just shines into this song. Now take that, and then you throw on Billy Gibbons on guitar, and slide not guitar. not just the guitar, the slide guitar, yes, and it sounds great. In the concert, he busts out the slide guitar, yeah. and he brings out a separate guitar for it, yep. and they all look cool. Sometimes they're fuzzy. <laughs> great guitars, <laughs> ZZ Top's great got guitar. great guitars. A uh, great stage presence all mm-hmm. around, um, and it's fun because when you're listening back to their like live recordings you can hear you can hear that stage presence it is amazing and dusty's one of those bassists and i think when you're getting a bassist in a good rock band you're either getting two things you're getting a good bassist or you're getting a good singer who can play the bass and i think the second one is what you're getting with dusty and that's not a diss on his bass play but he is a good singer I might, I might have to disagree with you there. I think, I do think that Dusty's main thing is the fact that he can play the bass. Good singer. I think, I think he's bassist first, singer second. Is what I, is what I get from Dusty. Like if you watch back all these videos on him playing, it's, it's so good. Well, it is hard playing the bass and synchronizing their little dances that they did. The little walking. Little you know, walking. Look up videos of them walking. It is, oh, it's so fun. Yeah, just their whole bits. It's great. Great stuff. Great stuff. <laughs> now, to a, I don't want to say lesser band, 
<laughs> but to another band, Twisted Sister covered this song back in 1984, which eventually came out in 1994 on their Live at Hammersmith album. And you know, Twisted Sister is a they're all right. They're you know, a band. They're, 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 they're a band. <laughs> I I mean, I don't particularly care too much for them. I get their whole bit. They had the makeup, the hair. They were, they were 1984. 80 band. They're your very 80s rock band, you know, for sure. That's prime 80s. Absolutely. So when I think of Twisted Sister, I think loud. Loud, absolutely. What are you, you going to do? I'm gonna, I want to rock. rock. Rock, you know yes. what I mean? They have loud. That, they have that loud echo. You know, very, it has to have, had to have been very fun to see them in concert, you know? Yeah. Very fun. Again, very loud, which is a, a very important part of you know, rock for sure. But when it comes to Twisted Sister, I don't really have anything else other than that. Well, so D. Snyder, frontman, you know, he, he, you can tell he's like running around stage in this song. <laughs> I mean, they're just having a good time. I do like it. Yeah. They don't add too much to the song here, but they are loud. I've noticed, I played this on my earbuds when doing the research for this and I had to turn it down normally what I, <laughs> uh, what, normally what I had it at, just because it was that loud. You pump this thing up in the car, you go flying down the highway, you might get a speeding ticket. <laughs> Absolutely. You know what I mean? um, Catch yourself just doing 100 yeah. accidentally. <laughs> yeah. But I, I liked it. I mean, it's fine. They don't add too much other than a few F words, S words. I think he throws a chair in the middle of the song. Perfect. Good times, you know. It's yeah. the 80s. I mean, I, I think they, they covered it well. Like, I think, you know... Um, when it comes to vocals and down to the guitar and the drums, I think it all sounds good. Just nothing sticks out to me. Nothing sticks out in a good way or a bad way, which is fine. But yeah, I think they just, they covered it. And that's kind of that. They don't add anything like you were saying. Now, when we're going to talk about not adding, let's talk about Queen's rendition of this song, which was, in my opinion, the most disappointing it could have been. Very not unique now when you when you get queen you have such a singer that was freddie mercury he has total control of the crowd you know he's a great singer and it's just gone to complete waste really mm-hmm. in this one he's more just scatting over the song yeah. i mean brian may on the guitar sounds great That's he's what... killing this song he's yeah. carrying it but you know would, would you hear things like bohemian rhapsody and these other songs about his cat um that Freddie Mercury has, you know, that singing capability and it's just kind of a do but that but that you know it's it's a little disappointing. It's a, it's like you know what he can do and so it's almost upsetting that he doesn't do that in this song because I really think he could have done something crazy but just then but no, in my notes I literally have drums and guitar are great, but I just think the vocals kind of fall flat due to the fact that it is Freddie Mercury singing. Yeah, I mean Anyone else, it would have been great. But, you know, there's a way to make this song and adding lyrics to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But. I could tell he was kind of trying to do something with the scatting, but when you're a rock giant like Freddie Mercury, it's the, the bar's almost set higher. You're expected to do a little bit more, and I just think it fell flat. Like, I want you to make me want to sing. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, personally, for me, I think my favorite one that we're going to be talking about today is the Jeff Beck and Rod Stewart rendition. Uh, came out in 1969. Funny nice. enough, funny enough, nice. you Very know. Nice. Great year. <laughs> Great year for numbers <laughs> that are placed in sequential order. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, so groovy. That was the only thing I could think about when I was listening to it. Just the groove on it. 
really, really taking it and making it their own, you know? So for me personally, what I loved about the ZZ Top one was the vocals, right? I thought the vocals were really great. But for me personally, for the Rod Stewart one, the vocals do fall a little bit flat, but the instrumentals absolutely carry this song. The piano is so great. And I think they play around with the timing a little bit and it just, it works so well. The bass, the bass in this song makes me want to just get up and dance. And that's what I personally love. Like, that's like my favorite part of any song. If it makes me want to get up and dance, you know? No, yeah. Um, I was listening to this song in the car in preparation and, you know, that point in the song after the first verse where they get into that guitar riff that's normally picked up if you go back and listen they slow it down and i i really like that you know it's very rod stewart who of course is the guitarist for the rolling stone and jeff beck has his uh influence on it too being the singer yes (laughs) as well as a guitarist on it uh he needs no introduction but I'm i'm listening to it in the car and you know i just found my head you know, it's just, bobbing in time. You have to move to it. Like, you have no choice. No, it's funky. It's good. It's, it's so amazing. It's definitely my favorite that I've heard. And this is one, I mean, love Elvis, love you, King, but I think this one does honestly compete with the original. You know, it takes a risk, and it pays off, and you can tell, you know, it's Rod Stewart. Rod exactly. Stewart, Rod, Stewart Rod Stewart does not care, man. <laughs> He's Rod Stewart. He can do whatever he wants. The fact that that man is still kicking... <laughs> You want to talk about rock stars aging? Rod Rod Stewart. (laughs) That man has done every drug (laughs) at least eight times. (laughs) At least. But no, absolutely, hands down, this is just such a good, just such a good piece of music. Again, when you are doing a cover, you know, I want to hear something new. I want to hear something unique. And this just does that for me. This is just so good. And when you put two guitarists like that you're gonna get something you have to you have to and that's the thing where we were talking about how you know freddie freddie mercury kind of fell short because you know he has this big name you want him to live up to something great these two surpass that these two absolutely they meet that expectation and they crush it and i and i can appreciate that like they meet the mark every time now this song it's not the main focus but it does take the piano part that is in the original Jailhouse Rock, which a lot of people don't remember. It's kind of in the background. And it puts it in, and I appreciate that. And it kind of takes me into the next one, sung by Jerry Lee Lewis, which came out in 1970. His rendition of the song has nothing but a piano. Yeah. And it sounds great. It's that boogie-woogie piano. Yep. And it's just so many notes at once, and it's amazing to listen to. I, I don't know what it is about that style of playing the piano but it makes the piano which i'm not a huge fan of the piano unless it's played like this i I just don't like boring music and this is not boring yeah honestly and i love i really love like the classic take on it like i think i think that within and of itself is a risk because you know it's not super crazy it's not super unique but it like he just does it so well no he and if you look at the way it's sung there's like a delay on his singing, which you kind of don't notice at first, but then it's kind of uh, arguably takes away from the song. But it, it's it's unique. You're right. Yeah. It is unique. It takes the risk in just having just the piano. Yeah. Well, and honestly, before doing our research, if someone came up to me and like said it with their chest that this was the original, I would probably ble- like I would second guess myself. Like I'd be like, oh, Elvis covered it. <laughs> like, 
And I just, I love, because again, when you're listening to a cover, you want something like that. You know, you want something crazy like that. And Jerry Lee Lewis just, like, does that so well. And it's funny because some of my top favorites from the ones that we're covering, they're my favorites for completely different reasons. And I think Jerry Lee Lewis, out of the entire list today, has the most unique version of it, without a doubt. But by doing not a lot to it, but it works. The simplicity of it works so well. Well, he's exemplifying what he does well, and mm-hmm. that is the piano. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's a pianist. And the vocals. The vocals are very good in it as well. Well, you, you look at his biggest songs. The Great Paul of Fire, you know, a whole lot of shaking going on. The piano drives the yes. song, you know, and it sounds good. It's just, it, He's doing what he knows best, okay. which is the piano and marrying his 13-year-old cousin. But that's neither here nor there. Yes, unfortunately, unfortunately, that's true. Elvis, right? Didn't Elvis marry a really young girl or something along those lines? Pretty sure he also had that too, but Uh, it wasn't his cousin. I mean, at least it wasn't his cousin, I'm pretty sure. (laughs) But um, yeah, I love the Jerry Lee Lewis one. Um, I think it just holds really well. And I love that old timey feel to it. Of course, it is also worth noting that the Blues Brothers covered this song in the Blues Brothers movie, which was, of course, a great movie. I think they set the record for most cars wrecked at one point. Did they really? The Blues Brothers, of course, being John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, they were an SNL skit for a little bit. You know, they had yeah, the they movie. Yeah, they made their way around. Yeah. And then they had that famous jailhouse rock scene where everybody in the whole jail is dancing and mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, the cover's not bad, you know? <laughs> it's not bad. They uh, add a saxophone into it. I love the saxophone. And I think, you know, this song really works well as a blues song. Pretty sure there's a harmonica in there at some point. I think it's so good. It's always funny. People that are just joking around and it comes out to actually And actually he's like, it's like actually good. Yeah. So you said that your favorite one was the Rod Stewart and Jeff Beck one. Yeah, absolutely. Personally, I'm going to have to go with the ZZ Top one. Mm -hmm. Big ZZ Top fan of, Good choice. Fair um, choice. Absolutely. Y'all need to go back and listen to all of these covers because they're not of them. None of them are bad. None of them are bad. You know, we might like some of them more than others. And if you think we miss one, make sure you reach out to us and make sure you follow at Crave the Sound on Instagram. Uh, We have our website, cravethesound.com. We'd love to hear from you. And if there's any song you want to hear us talk about, uh, make sure to let us know. Make sure you tune in to our next episode where we're giving you a holiday special. (laughs) That's right. The best Christmas song has been done to death. Last Christmas is next (laughs) on Cover.